You're listening to Gordon Clark on Hospital Radio Medway. So here we are in the studio and I have Eunice Norman with me, who is the chairman of Hospital Radio. Welcome to my little studio. Thank you. Hello. Eunice is going to give us a bit of background about Hospital Radio and then we'll chat about what Eunice actually does up there. For anybody that doesn't really understand the reasons of Hospital Radio, the idea is that we entertain the patients making them feel a bit special. It's a very specialised programme. It's intended for the patients. So we can go and collect requests and speak to the patients some short time afterwards. Our particular station has been going nearly 50 years now and part of the National Association. So Hospital Radio Medway was set up by Brian Faulkner. He couldn't have specific requests. He used to generalise. And then he'd go back to the studio and he'd sort of edit and play the music and record it and then send it out over the um, airwaves. And that was... Nearly 50 years ago Nearly now. 50 yes. years ago now. Yes. And we've come on a bit since then. Well, we have. Well, technology's come on a bit and we've sort of caught up with it now. Yes, yes. Yeah, these shelves of all the vinyl are gradually disappearing. They are. Uh, the vinyl is a bit of a liability. They're so very heavy. They take up an awful lot of uh, shelf space and so we are thinning them out gradually. Um, some of them are collector's items, and some of them are really sort of potty pops, that type of thing, so there's not much demand for those. Of course, we've got thousands of CDs as well. Yes, we're on 3,063 now, um, cataloguing, so yes, CDs. And uh, they're going down, I suppose, because more and more of it's on the computer now. Well, it doesn't seem to be. We are very lucky in that we are given quite a lot of CDs um, and our librarian is very good. Uh, He selects what he thinks we will have demand for um, and we then catalogue them, put them on the system, then they're available on the computer. And that's one of my little things. That's my job. That's what I do. (laughs) One of my jobs. But that's only your latest job. Yes. I mean, when you started off all those years ago, what was it you started off doing? I started off doing a request program with a fellow called Mike King. Um, We used to share it, sort of co-host it, Uh, and that worked out quite well for a a number of years. That's going back in the old days when we had a great big amplifier called Clarence that you had to turn on about half an hour before the program started in order to warm him up so that he would actually work when he needed him to. And that was very basic then. That was warming up the amplifier. Yes, not not me, no, no. We had one studio which had a ensuite, which is very nice, very (laughs) useful. And we had another studio around the corner. And then we got sort of modernised and they actually allowed us another building attached to the one we've got now. So we had the luxury of two studios, a green room and a kitchen. Yes, and quite luxurious. And the studio equipment, certainly up to national radio standards really we like to think so as new technology moves on i mean we never ever would have envisaged the number of uh, tracks that we have on our um, dps the playout system in the old days which saves a whole lot of problems at the end of the evening there's not so many cds to put away and it all takes time Uh, we do get requests for singles sometimes lps occasionally but we do try and play them off the computer or CDs because the sound is much better. And the general setup down there, I mean, it's not just presenters sat behind a desk playing music. There's a whole lot more to it. Each night has a team. We all work slightly differently. 
So there is a presenter who does the main engineering side of things. We have the ward reps who are essential. They go out on the ward, talk to the patients, collect the requests and then bring them back to the studio. Then we have a PA who would rushing around making tea and coffee and getting out the music where necessary for the presenter. And of course, all that stuff has to be kept working. It does. We're blessed with our engineers. We've got three geniuses and they do manage to fix most things that we break. But if you hear a conversation when they're deep in a problem, then really I don't understand it at all. We had a meeting last week and I said, right, okay, then I'll take notes. And to be frank, I really couldn't take notes because a lot of it was straight over the top of my head. Yes, so this is looking into the internet to go out to the patients Mm. as more and more of them are using phones and tablets and and computers to uh, listen to us now. Things have moved on so much. Um, It's just incredible how technology is moving. And we are trying to keep up to date. The only problem we do have is that we're self-financing. We have to raise our own funds. So we do have to go out doing the supermarket collections, etc., and ask for donations from people just so we can keep ticking over. It costs us just over £2,000 a year to keep running. Garden fates and things like that, school fates were doing the PAs for those? Yes, we were quite lucky with a couple of quite large donations. But we do book up for Christmas. The supermarkets are very good. We've got a good relationship with all the local supermarkets. They like to see us in there and we make a noise and... Some of the customers like it, some not so keen, but they will. <laughs> it's jolly cold standing there in some of the places we have to get to, believe me. Yes, especially at Christmas. Oh, yes. <laughs> We've got, what, about 40 members is the, the core, I If you ask me how many members we've got, I'd say probably verging on 50, but the problem we have is that not everybody does as much as they possibly could. Some sort of drift away. I mean, a lot of it is um, maybe family problems or work problems, or, I mean, like, Gordon's had a very high-powered job before he retired, um, and consequently had to be out of the country for quite large chunks, which really wasn't very acceptable for us, but there we are. (laughs) We had to put up with it. Um, So now he's got a bit more time on his hands, but that kind of thing, job demand but our centre core, our committee, we are all ageing now and we are desperate to get some young blood in. Somebody said that we were all old dinosaurs and I said, well, yes, give me some new dinosaurs and we'd love it, you know, but it's just they don't want the responsibility, I don't think. But members, I mean, some of the members are from about 18 upwards. Yes, Uh, we're insured for 18 plus, plus the fact that if you go around the wards, it's nicer for the patients if there's a slightly more mature person because they're not feeling well and sometimes it can be embarrassing and the last thing we want to do is cause a problem for the patients. It's there. They're the reason that we exist. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go off and talk to some of the other people involved with Hospital Radio and find out exactly what they do. So thanks for giving us the overall what Hospital Radio is about and telling us a bit about your experience in hospital radio. Yes, thank you. And uh, I'll see what the others have to say. Thank you very much to you. Thanks, Gordon. There's four easy ways to listen to HRM FM. Go to our website at hospitalradiomedway.co.uk and click to listen now. Go to NHS Wi-Fi on your device and find us there. Say, play Hospital Radio Medway to your smart speaker or switch your radio on and go to 87.9 FM, the radio station for the Medway Maritime Hospital. This is HRM FM.